0: The volume. Hey guys, it's The Sessions presented by FanDuel. The Super Bowl is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. FanDuel has awesome exclusive Super Bowl offers for both new and existing users. There's going to be tons of different bets and new markets available for the game. You can combine multiple bets into a same game parlay and you can continue to jump in on the action at any time with the live betting. And when you win, you get paid for it. Fast. Download the FanDuel app today and start making every moment more during Super Bowl 57. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9WITH-IT for Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York, 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Hey guys, welcome to the sessions. How is everybody doing today? What's going on? Welcome to another week. It's still cold as all hell everywhere. Um, we're ready to move on from that. Thank you so much, universe. I thought that it was all fun and games moving somewhere where it's winter because I definitely prefer the cold to the, the heat, but I'm ready to move on. We've had it. We've had enough. Um, anyways, I digress. Today on the sessions, you've already clicked on it. You know who my guest is. I've got Mandy Sacks with me. I'm so pumped to have her on. Obviously, you know, with the ups and the downs of the things that have happened to her since, you know, mid-December, plenty of things for us to get into and hash out. She is just absolutely crushing it. I mean, you want to see somebody with like an amazing business model and ready to hit the ground running. She used the phrase in this interview of sugar to shit and shit to sugar. I'd never really heard that before, but I've been thinking about it kind of ever since. And I feel like she has really made the most of what has kind of landed in her lap from being fired from NXT to what she's been able to do on fan time, bringing in a million dollars for the month of December alone. She's absolutely been crushing it. But um, yeah, just really cool to see someone take what's given to them and make the most of it. Plenty of things to get into with Mandy. I hope that you guys dig it. I know that you're going to. So without further ado, guys, here she is. This is Mandy Sachs. All right, we've already like kind of pseudo started. We are in it. We don't. We don't need like a big formal hurrah. Here we are doing the interview. It's us, me, you. Are we allowed to call you Mandy Rose? I guess we have
1: to say we could say Mandy Sachs just to be safe.
0: Formerly known as FKA Mandy Rose, Mandy Sachs. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Doing well. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really crazy. Obviously, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, but I'm doing good. I can't complain.
0: How has like the adjustment been? Because it is such a trip to go from doing one thing that is so all consuming to now not having that. I mean, I obviously you were staying very busy and we'll get into those things, but it does just kind of throw you for a loop. It does. Yes.
1: Um, it is a little weird, not going to lie, especially, you know, the traveling and just constantly being on camera and being available at any time. Um, But now it's just, I just feel so free. There's just this like freeing feeling, you know, in a good way that I'm just, I have all this spare time. I have all these opportunities that I can um, work on, figure it out. You know, what's my next move and just spending that quality time with, you know, my fiance, with, Family, I'm able to go up to New York whenever and see my family. So it's just, it's just been nice. And, it, you know, for seven years, I was obviously uh, very blessed and um, grateful for everything the last seven years being in WWE. But, you know, it's just the traveling and the crazy, you know, on call for, Anything and it's hard to plan trips. It's hard to plan things, obviously, because you just you always have to be available. So that's that's the cool feeling, I have to say.
0: So it's a cool feeling because I know it. I've been there. I've I've lived that. But it is also an odd feeling. And maybe you handle. It seems like you did handle yourself better than I did because you kind of just got right into work. You obviously had stuff going on the back burner. You had some stuff to kind of jump into right away. But that feeling of like, oh, what do I do with this free time? Now, what do I do with that? Like, I can be a little bit neurotic when it comes to stuff like that. Did you ever have moments of the, uh, what, what am I doing? Where, where where do I have to be? I don't just have an app to look at that tells me where to be and what I need to do. Did you have like a weird adjustment with that? I feel like it might not have
1: hit me yet totally because it's still kind of fresh. And like you said, I am still, you know, kind of busy doing stuff, but there was one day like last week, I think it was when I was like, okay, this is a little weird. Like I got up, I was, you know, enjoying my coffee and just kind of futzing around and in, in my sweat still. And I'm like, this is nice. But I'm like, I have like nothing to do today. Like no plans, not like, you know, not even a phone call, nothing. I'm like, this is a little weird. Like,
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> and I think it's it's normal to have those moments, of course. Yeah. But, um, it, yeah, it, I think it'll hit me a little bit more, too, as time goes on.
0: Sure. No, it it is still so new. I mean, what, it was middle of December that everything went down. And you were, so you were, like, completely sidelined by this. Come in, find out you're going to be losing the title of Roxanne. And then it was the next day after that. Like, walk me through the whole thing of, like, what happened for you.
1: Yeah, so... um completely surprised with everything um i went into work like a normal tuesday for tvs and um you know i was told that the title match that was supposed to happen down the line uh at vengeance day was when it was supposed to maybe happen but that was all up in the air that's the only you know news i got um as far as for the future but it was said that we were going to actually do the match tonight uh that was about i don't know it was around like two o'clock or something when I was told. So you know how that is. Um, well, okay.
0: What were you, fe- like, what happened when they told you that you were like, wait, what did you go to like creative right away or like talk to Sean or like, were you like, just like, wait, have plans just changed or is something else up right now? Well,
1: right away, I had the inclination that something was up because I just, you know, and everyone has, everyone treated me so great. At NXT, I had a great relationship with Shawn Michaels, the writers, the producers, everyone. So I was never like kept out of the loop either. You know, being a champion for 413 days, I was in the loop with everything. I didn't really have many surprises like that. So it was very like, whoa, what, you know, did I do something? What's going on? Obviously, um, I had some inclination because of what was going on on social media and what was going on the night before. But It was it was, you know, it came from Shawn Michaels himself. So obviously I knew it was coming from head of creative in that sense. So I knew that it was I didn't really have to go and try to seek other answers, even though I wanted other answers. But at that moment, I had to do my job and get planning, you know, our match and everything else that we had to do that that night.
0: Were you emotional going into that? Just being like, okay shit's like you felt like, the you know, the rugs kind of pulled out from underneath. You just got cut out at the knees. That must have been really difficult to kind of get through that TV day and go through that match and just kind of like focus on the task at hand, all this other shit's going down. It was
1: weird. In the moment, I was like, I felt like I was focused. And, you know, I always loved working with Roxanne. We had a good relationship. So like that was good. And and it actually went smooth the rest of the day. But in my mind, obviously, where I didn't kind of sell it, I didn't show it. I was like, this is so... Messed up, like what is going on? And I had you know multiple people coming up to me being like, "What is going on?" Obviously,
0: what was Roxanne like all day? Because this was thrown on her as well. I felt bad for Roxanne
1: because she's so amazing, and I really do love her as a person. And I feel like it was so exciting that you're winning. Any you know, anytime getting told you're going to win the title is very exciting. But I just felt bad because I I felt like it was rushed. I felt like there was you know, which it was rushed. There was no promotion leading up to it. Um, she had just won uh, the match of you know being the number one contender, so we were going to build on that eventually, um, and it would be a really good you know feud in that sense. But I felt bad because it was just like thrown on her, and like I know her like family would come to the shows, like her sister I met and stuff. So it's like that she could have had it her fam, you know, her family there. So it was just really rushed, and I I just felt bad. But she handled it like a great professional woman that she is, and and we and we just got it done, and she was obviously very happy, and we had a great match, so.
0: OK, so the next day thats when you get the phone call, they're like, hey, uh,
1: yes, the next day, um, which I was anticipating with how everything went down. I was making jokes about it, actually, the night before. You that's know the only way are. to get
0: through it. It's the only it, way to right? get through it.
1: Yes, it's the only way. Like, um, I was literally making jokes about it. And the girls were even like, oh, my God, stop. You're crazy. I'm like, no, I'm like, it, it's not crazy. Um, but. Yeah. I got a call, I don't know, around like 11 or something. And, you know, you know, that 203 number. Sure do. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes in, it's going to be either really good or really bad. No. Yeah, Um, But it's funny because I obviously being from, uh, grew up in New York, I had some family in Connecticut like our cousin that's down here right now who's doing a lot of work at our house um has up a 203 number so like every time like I do get that I'm like oh whatever you get that jolt so, of hey, like oh god like, who's calling
0: yeah. me what where do I need to be yeah
1: <laughs> exactly so um yeah I got that call and it, they said what they said you know um yeah. they had to release me because of uh this situation but I didn't really get much info so that was kind of it and um yeah I was actually staying at um Indy Hartwell's house, uh, Sam, because I I stay there sometimes. We became really close. And she was upstairs getting ready for TV because um, I've never, I haven't told anyone this story actually, but she was upstairs getting ready because it was, we had to do a double taping that day. And um, that's why I stayed. And I was like, Indy, I was like, I just got fired. And she's like, all the way upstairs. She's like, what? She's like, shut the, like, no way, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm serious. And you know that like, at first you're just like, you kind of like laugh a little bit because you don't know whether you want to laugh or you want to cry. So, and it was like a gut punch. But then I was like, okay, well, now I need to like, I need to really think about this and, you know, handle this, whatever.
0: Crazy. Okay. So, all those things being said, you go through that emotional roller coaster and it is that feeling of, okay, now time to deal with business. And you've handled it fucking beautifully for the month of December. You became a millionaire in a month. On fan time, I think that just kind of like blew everyone's mind, made everybody reconsider their own career choices. Like, wait, what? So obviously you had it in place, which is what led to this. But did you have like a great business team on your side to just kind of like help you figure out, Okay, now we're going full fledged into this and into whatever other business opportunities kind of come your way? Like, how did you kind of handle the business side of things?
1: Definitely a good team, um, which helped, uh, I've been, I've been working with first round management out of Miami and, um, you know, being in WWE for so long, we always like, it's hard to have like agents and, and managers and stuff like that. Cause there's so much you can do. So that you know, uh, this one manager, Connor, who's amazing. He was just, just like, just a hustler and would just try to get me little things here and there and, you know, try to get it approved and see if it works. If not, whatever, keep moving. But, um, Connor and another uh, guy called, uh, called guy named Fernando, excuse me. Um, (laughs) um, They have been working on it and they know what they're doing when it comes to helping me manage it and all that. So they have been a a tremendous help. And obviously when I got that call that I got fired, um, they found out right away and they were just on it. Like everyone, I mean, this great publicist, Jen, who I've been working with, just everyone was just like, and, and and you know, like I've talked about this in other interviews too, like my fans were so behind me and everyone was just like so behind me that like like I didn't really have to say anything because they were doing it for me. I just kind of sat back, was taking it in, and then I was just watching those numbers go okay, up what, on like what? I couldn't believe I,
0: it. Walk me through like opening your phone. I'm sure you kind of look on the app and you can see what the income is looking like, what the subscriptions are looking like. Like did you think – did you have to like keep refreshing it being like, wait, is this real?
1: <laughs> yes. And it was like, <laughs> it became like, I'm like, okay, is this also like toxic? Because I'm like checking it. Like it's the damn stock market. Like I'm just watching like the the money go up and the, it was just crazy. I was driving home from Orlando. I had like a two and a half hour drive and I was obviously emotional. I called my dad and he was like, what? And I'm like, and I, of course, whenever I talk to my dad, I don't know what it is. Even if I'm like, not that sad, I'll like cry because I'm very like close with him. And I started crying, but I'm like, I'm like crying, but I'm like, it's fine, dad. I'm like, you know, I was trying to explain to him all too. because Then I'm like, oh God, you know, he's going to read all these headlines. And obviously, you know, I, I don't want him to think the worst, but, um, and I was like, no, it's totally fine. And he was so confused, but I was driving home and Connor and Fernando and everyone at um, first round were just like updating me of what you know fan time was doing and I was just like couldn't believe my eyes like yeah like literally I I could me my fiance and our uh cousin that has been here for a while we're like sitting in the living room and talking and they were just like what's it at now what's it at now and I'm like all right guys we gotta stop looking I I, we literally were like let's wait an hour to look we had to like put because it was getting a (laughs) dick (laughs) thing
0: (laughs) <laughs> so crazy but like i mean such a testament to like what your fan base is and the content that you're able to put out in that relationship that you can have with your fans so i don't know anything about fan time except that you're on there and you make a bunch of money what <laughs> is fan time how is it different from only fans how does how does it work so fan
1: time and you know a subscription-based platform basically where you can interact with your fans um you can you know, you message your fans, you can go live, um, you can have premium content, you can, um, you know, just have access to like, like a, you know, Instagram wall, but you know, a little bit sexier than Instagram. So I like fan time when I first discovered it, because I felt like it was a little bit more professional than OnlyFans. And it didn't really have the stigma, you know, that OnlyFans has, Sure, which, you know, it's whatever, I don't, I don't judge, I don't care. But I didn't really want to do it at first because I didn't really feel that I would make the most without promoting it. Cause you know, I did it for a little while without promoting it. How did you like, how did you do that? So I just had it in my bio and, um, I was, you know, doing content and I was chatting with my fans. It's just like another form. And like, you know how Instagram now has the subscription based thing that everyone's on. So it's like, you know, whatever, but, uh, it's, a similar thing. Cause that's where the world is going and, you know, social media in general. So, you know, at first I saw that it was extremely lucrative and they offered me like kind of like a really good deal to like earn more money. Right. So I, I said, you know, let's just do it. And then I was really happy that I did it because at first I was like, wow, this is like really good money that like, you know, I could be setting up my retirement for and everything else. But yeah, it's really fun. It, it's, it's cool. You know, um, I, like I said, I would never do anything that would really harness my brand. I know things got out and I know, you know, people screenshotting stuff and whatnot, but that kind of goes comes along with the territory. Right. You know what you signed up for.
0: So when did the rumblings kind of start of anybody um, at WWE being like, wait, what's happening? Because I'm sure they must have brought it to your attention maybe at one point or another. Did they or did they not? No one brought it to my attention
1: besides the night before I lost the title, um, which was just and it was from my lawyer. And it was just saying, take this link down. Your lawyer sent that from. Yeah. And it came from WWE. You know, it came from legal. So it, it was just saying to take the link down. So I complied. Obviously, it came from work, took the link down right away that night. And then the next day was when um, was when I lost the title and got fired the following day. So I never really had, I never had an, a warning. I know there's, you know, obviously a lot of news out there that says I was warned. I was. I, I never did, but it could have been different for sure.
0: It's interesting though, because I mean, like you saying, like that was number one, fan time being number two. But when you look at like the monetary side of things and you really putting together your own business... It really could have just, I mean, it did just become an easy swap for that to become number one. But was that something you would have ever thought about initially, like, while you were, I mean, shit, we'll get into your run at NXT because it was incredible, the things that you did. And honestly, just, you blow my mind, even just, like, prepping for this interview, thinking of, like, when we first saw you at Tough Enough, to who you became and, like, what you were able to accomplish and honestly, like, a relatively short amount of time. Like, it's crazy. Anyway, we'll get into that stuff. But just in terms of like, yes, that was your career. That's what you were focusing on. But now with that, you get this other notoriety. And now this other thing is kind of calling to you and becoming this really crazy lucrative business. Like just to make that swap to go, okay, well, what one do I really want to put all my focus and attention on to? Do you think it's something you would have kind of arrived on on your own had the circumstance not been this way? Like you said, it, it did become when it comes to
1: financially and, you know, kind of some life changing money for my future. It did become my number one at that point. And I was like, whoa, not that I, I would have chose one of, over the other, if just financially wise, like that's what it did become. But, um, and in the amount of time, you know, like obviously you can make a lot of money in wrestling. We all know that, and it's a great platform but you know, it's over time and you're doing a lot of damage to your body and you're putting a lot of hours in. So for the amount of money that I made in this short period of time, I was like, wow, like this is, this is insane. But I think for the future and all of us girls always talk about it too. And we make jokes about it, you know, like, Oh, after wrestling, like whatever, we'll just go on only like, we joke around, not, but it's really not a joke. Cause like you really can make a great living off of this. But I, I just think that I always talked about it after wrestling, like, oh, maybe something. It was never like a, I'm definitely going to do that. Like, I know it would be lucrative for me, but it wasn't really thought about too much. Obviously, I was focusing on my other brands too, with my skincare line and Demandies and all these other things and what I want to do after wrestling. But yeah, I mean, you couldn't have scripted a better way to go out though, I must say.
0: (laughs) It's really funny (laughs) because I do feel like they're often can be that stigma or it's kind of planted in our heads of like, well, see how you make it on the other side of this. Like, see how things are going to turn out for you. So I do feel like you kind of went out with like, you know, blaze of glory, middle fingers up, cash everywhere, (laughs) <laughs> yeah it really much. worked out beautifully <laughs> for you and like you said I mean I know your relationship with everyone there is is great and it's like an unfortunate circumstance to have it go this way I mean I just heard Shawn Michaels talking about the situation too and he was like shit sucks that it happened that way but here we are
1: and, it, and like I said I did have a really good relationship and everything that I put into the last year and a half and just the camaraderie and all the like friends that I, I miss being and like it was really emotional for me that night after the when I lost the title, like I never expect, and I mean, I know I came a long way and I know I give myself a lot of credit, but like the standing ovation and like the thank you, Mandy chance and everything, like, and it was, you know, it was in in NXT, but like, still, it was like very, like, I had to sit there and was like, whoa, like I never thought that I would get this in a sense. um, Just because of everything that I've been through and what I've, uh, you know went through but um yeah it, it was crazy and and I yeah you know, when I like was hugging Sean and and a couple other people after the match. It was just like very emotional because I just like I had this bad feeling, too, that I was like, this is the end, you know, which just it it was bittersweet, too, because there's always going to be an end for all of us. Right. But the way it happened,
0: football fans, FanDuel has a perfect way for everyone to get in on Super Bowl 57 action with a no sweat same game parlay. That means everyone gets bonus bets back if your Super Bowl same game parlay doesn't hit. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or you already have an account. Same game parlays let you combine all your favorite bets for a chance at a bigger payday. So start building your own or just bet a popular same game parlay already made for you in America's number one sports book. I love that feature. Sometimes I don't want to think about it. I'm out there. I'm cooking. I'm getting the Super Bowl food ready. I'm having a couple cocktails. It's nice to have somebody do a little bit of the legwork for me, you know, all about it. Sign up with the promo code Renee R-E-N-E-E, when you download the app. Either way, you'll get bonus bets back if your no-sweat same-game parlay doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states, 3 plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire 7 days after receipt. Max bonus $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 for Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9WITH-IT for Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York. one 800 for Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. I would be remiss to not ask you about because I remember seeing something about it. The rating of penises. Is this a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this because i'm dying uh, to know what kind of shit ends up in your oh dms what kind of conversations you're having <laughs> with people like i need to know this it's fucking exceptional oh you caught me for a loop
1: with that one <laughs> <laughs> i was not expecting that um it is a th- it is a thing i'll say that it's okay. definitely a thing um it's, uh, it's it's crazy. The
0: only time dick pics could be solicited, right? Because normally I you mean, don't they, want a dick yeah. pic. But and, here, and we all, we, sure. We all get Let's make them a game of in, it. In
1: the DMs. So you know what? <laughs>
0: Might as well make the most of it. <laughs> okay. So aside from that, what is some of the craziest shit that you've gotten in your DMs or like requests for things? Is there anything that really sticks out? I can only imagine to have a cocktail and and like flip through your DMs would be my favorite pastime.
1: Yeah, like my DMs. Are we talking Instagram or fan time? <laughs> well,
0: I'm sure that yeah. I guess there's a bit of a, a jump between those. Okay, well, let's go fan time. Let's continue to promote fan time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean everything. I, there's just I don't even know where to where to begin. You know, but honestly, though, I, I will say I think maybe because my fans know that, you know, they're talking to me on fan time, not that they're not talking to someone else on Instagram, but like, it's just more exclusive and more intimate on fan time. And Instagram, you don't even, I can't even open half. Well, I can open them, but they go into the requests. Right, you know? right, so right. like, you got to like, go through them. So like, I like, Personally, I like Fantime better in that sense because I have all of my um, messages. Sorry if you hear my dog licking (laughs) his you-know-what right now. (laughs) What's going on, Trey? Can you stop? Can you hear
0: that? This is the best part of the whole... I can't hear it, but (laughs) I love that we're just talking about raiding dicks while your dog is also licking their junk. Literally.
1: like the worst timing (laughs) you could do this Trey can
0: you stop normally my dog is next to me like drop, like ripping farts like snapping them off the hardwood floor (laughs) so I get it I get it it happens
1: the other one's quiet this one all of a sudden just keeps licking his balls I'm like Trey come on stop right, thank you Um, stop your
0: your fiancé Tino Sabatini or Sabatelli sorry Sabatini Sabatini, Sabatelli (laughs)
1: We'll just go with Sabby. He doesn't like to be called Tino anymore. Okay.
0: (laughs) Sabby. Just Sabby. Your fiance Sabby. You know, you guys, you were just saying, you guys were watching the the numbers rise and watching the income change and et cetera, et cetera. What are the conversations you have with him? Do you guys have a line on like where you draw of what you put on fan time or like what the interactions are like? What are those conversations like?
1: I'm very, very lucky because he's extremely confident in his own skin he knows that you know I'm not gonna leave him for anyone on fan time sorry guys sorry 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 (laughs) I know maybe maybe we cut that part no (laughs) get it um so he's just very comfortable and he's very supportive and he knows that I mean this is very lucrative for me and of course there's there's lines we draw though like he's not you know he's not okay with me going out there and and showing, you know, full nudity and stuff like that. Not that I, I will do that, but um, I show him stuff. We go through things together. Um, He's been through so much between football, NFL, and WWE as well. So he just kind of knows how quick things can change. And like, you know, he always used to say the saying to me, um, you know, sugar to shit, shit to sugar. Like it's it's true in professional sports. And he's taught me a lot too, to like, and, and he always says he's, very proud of how like positive I am and how kind of like, okay, you know, one door closes, the next one opens, but he's helped me a lot in the sense of just kind of being out there for yourself in that sense, because it really is. Like I saw sugar to shit in one day. Like I was the queen over there in NXT. And then I went from like, okay, no, you're, 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 you're going to get fired tomorrow. That's it. And, And we've all seen it, you know, with a lot of people and it, and it sucks, but. I think if you have that mindset of like, well, you know what, I need to have other streams of income. I can't rely on this because, and we've seen the last few years how many people have gotten released, like over nothing. And it's like you can't rely on that one stream of income. and And that's what he's very adamant about, and he's very adamant about us creating this lifestyle that we um, have financial freedom, and we're able to uh, eventually both retire at a young age and and have kids, have a family, and and support each other on that. So I'm very grateful for him.
0: Talk to me about the power shift of working for a global company, doing X, Y, and Z, having all these different events to attend to, TV dates, championship runs, et cetera, et cetera, to what you've been able to build on your own. There is definitely like that shift in power now, I think, of like what you've been able to do for yourself and not even just you, but I think women in sports in general, there can be such a bad or, misinformed stigma of what comes with an OnlyFans, what comes with a a fan time, any of those things. Because, yeah, I mean, no bones about it, but women don't always get paid the same as men in these industries. We aren't always set up for what our retirements are going to look like. Do you feel that you've been able to regain some of that power for yourself?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. That's like the biggest thing I think that's taught me what I've been through the last, you know, few months of everything is that I know that, you know, my brand, my name, image and likeness is extremely valuable because of all the hard work that I've put into the last, you know, decade or so. So it's not like I know people want to argue that or, you know, people chime in after they hear this or whatnot or whatever about, oh, well, that WWE made you. I'm very grateful for what WWE gave me and the platform that it presented itself with. And so don't get me wrong. And of course we all know, you know, the social media and, and how how big of a platform it is, but you can't deny the work that all of us put into. And I'm not just talking myself. I'm talking all the other women and, and, and the men that we put in all this work and we grind like, you know, nobody knows that that schedule until you do it. So and everything that I did before them as well. You know, I think we kind of forget about that, too, because it's like, yeah. oh, well, you didn't come from this.
0: nothing. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And I feel like we only hear the negative side of that of like the constant of when I first got here, like, oh, she's just here for the fame or she's not a wrestler. She didn't, you know, train for this and and all the different things. But it's like, no, but I I had a different path to get me where I am and become successful and become noticed. Like, you know, I did fitness and I build my social media from the ground up on my own. So I, I think we forget about that stuff. But getting back to your point about like, regaining my power i i have felt that i've regained that power in the sense of i know that my brand is so valuable that i can do all these things and it's it's not just you know these these fan times and only and stuff like that like we all know how how much money there is that could be made and these opportunities in social media world in marketing and all these different things that um we should be able to do at the end of the day you know we're all our own brand and i always i've always said that and i don't see why not but Yeah, I I really do feel like I have the world in my hands because I feel like I can do so many other things.
0: It's so badass, I think, to see you, yeah, just to take control and take that power and kind of, you know, forge on, do your own thing. Like you said, you've got your skincare line, you've got Demandies, you've, you know, you're booked and busy, baby. We know it. I'm booked and busy. Booked (laughs) and busy, honey. Okay, so the first time you posted on Fantime, how stressed out were you? the first time that you like posted something that you wouldn't have put on Instagram? Because I would be fucking dying. But you are much different than me in that sense where like that's like your thing. Like the first time that you're out there like really posting, okay, we're going for it. This is the direction that we're going. Were you freaking out a little bit?
1: Not really, because I feel like everything that I've done on there, and especially in the beginning for sure too, you know, it always gets a little bit sexier. But in the beginning, it was like just a little bit riskier than Instagram or like, I've also been like the sex symbol in WWE for the sure. last seven years, no, right? For sure. I mean, I came out in a towel. I was a homewrecker, you know, <laughs> going after people. <laughs> <laughs> towel. I can't, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's so many different things that I've done that I'm very comfortable and obviously no one forced me to do that. I, I willingly, you know, was okay with doing that. So it didn't seem like I was out of my comfort zone. I felt like comfortable. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do something that I would feel uncomfortable because I feel like it would show too. Like, you know, I just, I wouldn't be okay with it. And nowadays with social media, like, you know, I say it and yeah, was I taking a little bit of a risk? People might say, yeah, I was because of course with screenshotting and everything else, like your stuff's going to get out eventually. Right. So I can't put something out there that I'm going to later on be so mad that it leaked or something because it's bound to happen. And I'd look like an idiot. Right. I've never really felt like, oh, this is too much or, if it was questionable, I would either ask, you know, my fiance Abby, or I would get a second input or something.
0: So I was listening to the Pamela Anderson inter- or a Pamela Anderson interview today. She got her documentary coming out, her book coming out, and she was talking about growing up in a super small town. She kind of came from nothing. All of a sudden, she is like thrust into the spotlight. She's you know going to play by match and doing da 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 whatever. She had gone through some shit that led to her essentially. I guess, using her sexuality with like a vengeance, almost like weaponizing with it. Is there anything that led to you being like, fuck this, I am that hot bitch? Or have you always just been like that? It's funny you mentioned that because as I was watching the
1: documentary, I swear like I could relate to it, obviously at different levels and scales, but like I felt the same thing of like when, I don't know, when I was just watching it, there were so many things going through my head, especially with what's going on right now. But you can tell like that sense of power. I mean, we all know, you know, that everyone and not even just men, like everyone loves looking at beautiful people, right? Beautiful women. Like it's understandable, but yeah, there is a, there is like a sense of power if that's the question. I mean, I'm trying to, it's hard to explain, I feel like, but I I know exactly what you're talking about as I was watching it. I could like sense that, but it, it is a little hard to explain.
0: Do you ever have to like tap into like a character to get into like Mandy? I feel like it's kind of been ingrained in me a little bit like you are. That's just it's all blurred. Yeah. The lines are blurred.
1: <laughs> the lines are blurred. Yeah. yeah. I mean, growing up, I would never think this of myself in that sense, because I grew up with three older boy brothers and I was very much in like a male dominating house. And I was very much of a tomboy. Like I wasn't into like girly things. Um, my appearance, I really never cared about until I started getting like into, you know, high school, college, and then with fitness. I think fitness really opened the door for me in the sense of like changing little things about my body that I was a little bit always insecure about, like my big legs. I changed, you know, into muscle. And now we I love We love a good, legs.
0: powerful leg around here. We love a powerful thigh. Those thunder thighs. Yeah, you know look, out, look out. Look out. We love them. But that's Were you a hot girl in high school? Me. You must
1: have been. I went through like a little ugly phase before high school, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I know who did. But then high school, I was. I actually, I got nicest cheeks in high school for <laughs> my superlatives, which I always find <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, you did.
0: And yes, You did. <laughs> but I, I didn't get best cheeks. looking. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. I love it. But I I did feel like
1: fitness world helped me in that sense of like, and going out on stage in a little micro bikini, you know, and showing off all my curves, like that definitely helped me be comfortable. And ever since then, I've just always like owned it and like work really hard to train my body and look this good. And if I, if I work this hard and it becomes a little bit of an obsession, we all know that for sure, but there's, there's, you know, balance, I have to have balance, but yeah, I just own it.
0: Um, Okay, let's talk about your time in NXT because you going from being on the main roster in WWE to moving to NXT and the incredible run you had, I feel like you really found yourself in a different mode. You tapped into a different, like, next level of your character. Was that always kind of the plan to make you that, like, queen bee down there? Or did you tap into something else during that time? Like, what kind of happened there? Because it seemed like just everything was clicking for you.
1: Yeah, everything was clicking, but there was no plan really strategically set out of like, this is what we're going to do. You know, I remember the first day I went back there and uh, Triple H was still um, head of, you know, creative and all that. And he even said too, he's like, we're not going to pigeonhole you. You kind of have a lot of say with what you want to do. We're going to kind of, you know, see how it goes. So there was no exact plan. So I feel like, everything happened for, you know, and it's so cliche, but everything happened for a reason and everything happened like the right way in that sense. And, um, we just, I, I, I knew at that moment I was like, okay, you know what, when I got that call, it was weird. And I just, uh, you know, different things were going through my head, but I also was like, no, you know what, this is an opportunity for me. I wasn't really enjoying the spot I was in at the moment. So I was like, this is an opportunity to rebuild my character. I've always wanted to go like darker with my hair, even though I look back a little bit lighter right now. <laughs> but I love the um, color
0: right now. It's great. Thank you. I love I think that. I it's a little
1: better for my skin tone. It's you really know? pretty. Thank you. So I, I think that the hair change, I just wanted to switch it up. I was getting tired of God's greatest creation, the golden goddess, and I feel like it just needed a fresh coat of paint. And at the same time I was like, and you know, this is a good opportunity for me to Practice all of my wrestling skills while also like helping the young people down here too and and that was what that was the biggest part that I kind of took home from it because it was awesome what i did i'm I'm very grateful um, and proud of what i did but I'm very humbled because I think I also gave back a lot to, you know, um, the women and men and not just wrestling, because I'm, you know, we all know I'm not the greatest wrestler in the world. But no, but dude, <laughs> it don't, don't it just don't yourself
0: because I know I get I get the way the world kind of operates that you're sort of meant to feel a certain way. But honestly, the way like I was kind of saying earlier, is like for you to come in at tough enough and not know what you're doing yet that very first remember that first match that you had to do oh my god and but it was
1: my god it was good
0: yes all things considered though everyone's kind of like oh shit she's gonna get this she is gonna (laughs) understand how to do this but you really like i feel like you really shone in that moment it really was like a short period of time from like just starting professional wrestling then to what you were able to do in that 413 day run as the NXT women's champion for you to be in a position to be able to now turn around and to be able to give back to wrestling and hone your craft so quickly, who really helped get you in that sweet spot? Um, it was definitely a
1: collaboration.
0: I think with, um, like I said earlier, Shawn
1: Michaels and I had a great relationship. He kind of Saw the talent in me and kind of um, while helping, you know, Gigi and JC at the same time and and giving like not just turning them into me because I didn't want that. It was like me getting a little bit of them, like a little bit of edginess. And I felt like we were all so different, but yet we kind of had this cool bond that portrayed, especially in the ring. But um, yeah, definitely Shawn Michaels is a big part of it. Johnny Russo, the head writer. Johnny um,
0: Russo. Yeah,
1: you know what Johnny up, Russo. bro? <laughs> he was my writer when I first went up to Raw with Paige and uh, and Sonia for Absolution. So he kind of like, he knows how I would speak, obviously. And you know this when it comes to promos. Like someone writes you something that I'm like, I'm, I don't say these words, guys. Like it's not going to come off natural. He just knew. So like, are my promos felt so much better? Um, you know, obviously... Sarah Amato with training and just, yeah, a bunch of people were just really great to work with because, um, I don't know, I just felt like I, I had a lot of say in what I could do. And I think it really clicked when I felt that I was like, so respected. And I felt like I was like, yeah, like I am that bitch. Like I'm like, I I deserve that, you know? So then I felt like that's when my confidence like, like rose to a whole new level because it was like, I got that respect when it's, you know, it's hard in our business when you, when you're not getting that positive reinforcement, sometimes it it's like fuck
0: with you, it fucks with you. Yeah,
1: exactly. Even if you are at the top or whatever, and like mentally it could mess with you. So I felt just like so comfortable and so um confident in, in, in how I was being treated and how it portrayed on TV and my character and everything. So yeah, it, it was awesome. It, you know, I, I can't complain. That was, that was an awesome run and I had a lot of fun doing it.
0: It was a lot of fun to watch. It was fun seeing you, yeah, really come into your own. Like you said, once, once your confidence is at the same level with, like, your skill set and what you're able to, like, bring to the table, I feel like that's when you really tap into, like, some cool shit. You had some really great matches, some good, good shit. Um, okay, so what's next for you? What is next for Mandy Sachs? What, what all do you have planned coming up? I mean, I know you said you've got your great team on board with you it seems like they are hustling coming up with shit for you but what else do you have planned
1: there's a few things i uh like i said earlier my skincare line amaro's just launched um a few months ago so is it it's a vegan line
0: yeah is that right yes yeah nice
1: yes and i'm excited for us to kind of um branch out into other things so maybe some beauty products and whatnot so That's really cool. And then Demandy's Donuts, obviously, with uh, Sonia DeVille, we've been trying to open up uh, more locations uh, that are available on Uber Eats. Right now we have one in uh, Santa Monica. So um, that's exciting. We want to have our own store one day.
0: How did you guys even do that? Like, I understand when you guys started being like, we really like donuts, to now, like, legit having, like, a business with it.
1: It all started because um, we did that YouTube series when we were on the road. Gary and I were just like, let's try to like create something to have outside of WWE and another income eventually, but also to really help engage with our fans. Um, so they don't just know, you know, Sonia and Mandy Rose. So we just created this like car cam style on YouTube and trying the best glazed donuts. And we're both such foodies so we love to eat. But then we always like those long car rides that we had. We always had these um, talks about like, you know, well, it would be so cool if we had like a donut store down the road. And we put our moms in there for like, because they're both so like good with people and they're just shot, <laughs> but we put them in there and they like kind of ran it and that could help them with retiring and all that too. So we just, we had that vision and and obviously we're, we're, we're still, still working towards that, but, um, it was just something really fun at first. And then we were like, oh, this is cool. Cause our fans love to watch us eat donuts and love to engage <laughs> with us. So like, why Great. not?
0: <laughs> why not yeah, right god what like what a crazy like couple months for you because you what you got engaged in september
1: yeah we got engaged september um and then yeah then my it's been crazy my brother passed away the next month
0: yeah i'm so sorry about that how have you been okay
1: yeah i've been okay i have him right here actually i have his urns here and my cross so i just got this recently actually but um it, it was crazy but i i feel like he's he's giving back to me right now. I feel like he's really watching over me. I feel like he couldn't um, give me what he, you know, would want to offer to me because of everything I've done for him. So I really do feel like he's watching over me. And I feel like that's, you know, a real thing. And um, I just hope he's at peace now, obviously. But um, yeah, that happened. So then I felt really bad too, because then we got engaged and it was like, I went home obviously because of the service and all that. Uh, I felt bad because it, well, I didn't feel bad, but everyone else felt bad because it was like nobody really like you know remember that I got engaged and it was like oh and oh my god let me see the ring and I'm like it's not about that so it was kind of like which I felt more bad for my fiance to bounce but he would never feel that way anyway
0: yeah of course it's just a lot of things all happening kind of at once like great things to celebrate and then having to deal with you know losing a, a sibling like that it's awful
1: exactly it was just awful but I kind of I felt like getting to the wedding plans. I, we we want to do something up north in the fall. I kind of missed like the deadline for like next year. So we're probably going to hope for like 2024, which is totally fine. Um, we we want to kind of use this year with everything that just happened, like to be able to travel and do some stuff. And then by yeah, that time... take a little breather. Yeah, exactly. So that I'm excited about planning our wedding. Um, like I said, just kind of really enjoying things that I kind of miss for so long. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I have a few, I have a few things I want to do. I want to be on Dancing with the Stars.
0: <gasps> Ooh, let's manifest some shit. Put that out there. Did you, did you used to dance?
1: I did way back in the day. I mean, I'm no, I'm, I'm no great, great dancer. I have to say I, I did more like hip hop, ballet, modern. But I
0: saw the little TikToks <laughs> getting
1: some shit. There. I was like, oh, look at this bitch go. All right. Well, get a girl. Those, some of those are cringe. <laughs> But um, <laughs> no, I feel like that would be really cool. I always wanted to do that. That was just a little, you know, bucket list thing. And I'm so open to so many different things.
0: What about like more reality TV? Is that something that you would want to do with more reality television? I think you're
1: really good for that space. No, I would love to do that. Definitely. I would love that. Manifest it all. Manifest it all. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but I, I have some things in the works, which is good. And like I said, I'm, keeping busy and just enjoying my my free time.
0: Well, listen, it's so good to see you and just like great to catch up. I'm so happy that you're just like firing on all cylinders. Shit is coming up, Mandy. You've got like a great team on your side, too, to just like help you kind of keep that show moving along and uh yeah creating your own little empire it's like inspiring as all hell
1: oh thank you so much it was so good to catch up with you I had so much fun
0: yeah well, hopefully I get to see you soon yes definitely maybe we can reunite you and Soraya at uh AEW oh that would be nice (laughs) or even uh Dustin oh yeah oh my god remember when you and Dustin did mix match challenge (laughs) right
1: I have a few uh little old schools that we could uh reunite do you plan
0: to get back into wrestling at all?
1: I haven't ruled it out for sure. It's not like I'm I'm like, you know, the boots are hung up and stuff. It's not like that. But I just right now, you know, I I, it's not like my main focus, but I definitely for the future, maybe we'll see.
0: Either way, I hope I see you soon. You look fucking great. Keep killing it. Thanks, Renee. Big thank you to Mandy for taking the time hanging out with me. I know she's not been doing a, a ton of interviews. Uh, In the time being So I was happy that she was able to jump on with me And just get to like connect I've not seen her in a little minute so funny when you've not seen someone for a while And even though we're still just on Zoom It's like you kind of just pick up where you left off I love that It's a good little feel good thing And the hoodles Other episodes that are coming up Here on The Sessions the one, the only, Wheeler Yuta is going to be joining me. I've got some other really cool ones planned for you guys. I've kind of been casting a bit of a, a wide net, guest-wise, of who we can get on here. Obviously, plenty of wrestlers um, are on the uh, on the call list of people to bring on here to have some cool conversations with. The people outside of that as well, some that I'm personally super, super stoked about. So stay tuned for those. And as always... Um, Yeah, like, subscribe, turn on the notifications. And don't forget, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we are on AMP at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you don't already have the AMP app downloaded, go ahead and do that, y'all. And uh, come hang with us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Until next time, guys, this has been The Sessions.